You're listening to the Franchise Freedom Podcast with Giuseppe Grammatico. Welcome to the Franchise Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Giuseppe Grammatico, your franchise guide. And today we have a very special guest speaking with Jeff Woods. Jeff is the vice president of The One Thing and hosts The One Thing Podcast, which is in the top 5% of podcasts in the world. After hearing Jim Rohn quote, uh, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Jeff sets out on a mission to surround himself with high-level CEOs and successful entrepreneurs. Fast forward, Jeff went, went from employee to entrepreneur, launching a company with the co-author of the best-selling book, One Thing. Jeff has been featured in Entrepreneur.com and is on a mission to teach people how to take back control and their time and get clarity on how they want to invest it. Jeff, welcome to the show. Just happy the pleasure is mine. Thank you for having me. So very, very excited. I actually, um, as we were speaking before, I heard you on, a, on another podcast and I said, wow, we definitely have to get Jeff on the show. Some really good stuff to say. And yeah, definitely, def- definitely very excited for this. So let, let's jump right in. First question, I always like to kind of do a little intro. Our uh, audience, as we discuss, are a lot of current franchise owners. And I would say uh, the other are people looking to invest a career transition into their first business. So if you can fill the audience a little bit in uh, a little bit on your background, you know, how did you get the business you're in and and what does that journey look like? Sure. So prior to co-founding this company, I was in medical device sales, which was a fantastic job. I was living in Southern California, running through hospitals every day, selling a device that saved lives. I'd try to get my wife to call me McDreamy. She'd say no. <laughs> um, and <laughs> nice. I think like a lot of your listeners, Giuseppe, the, I was in a place in my life where even though things were good, something was missing. Even though my I have a great work-life balance, I've got a healthy income, all that is all that is good. I was lacking fulfillment. And I think part of that is because ever since I was a kid, for some reason, I, I had this vision of me waking up one day, owning a business that would make a massive impact in the world and deliver real security for my family. The problem was I didn't have enough pain in my life to force me to make a change. And I say that because life was so comfortable that the thought of quitting uh, a lucrative sales job to go venture out on your own seemed risky and I've got a family. And, And so I just didn't have enough pain to force me to take the action. Well, two things changed. First, a colleague of mine had a stroke and he was 35 years old at the time. I remember standing in my kitchen wondering if what happened to my colleague had happened to me what would happen to my family? We had just bought a house in Orange County. My wife and I just had our first child and my wife decided to become a stay-at-home mom. All of this happened at the same time. And then the very next week, my company needed to make a change to our commission structure in order to remain competitive in the marketplace. The result was I lost 40% of my income, which for anybody who has had a big pay cut or a devastating job loss, this rocked me to my core. And it was at that time that I heard this Jim Rohn quote that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And just happy, I remember standing in my kitchen, looking down at my scrubs and asking the question, who are my five? Who are the five people I actually spend the most time with? And I got out a pen and a piece of paper and I wrote down the names. And when I looked at the names, I felt gratitude. Mm -hmm. Amazing people, dear friends, people I always want to be in my life. And then I had an aha moment, which was I was seeking guidance on how to build a business from people who were not qualified to give it. And that set me out on a mission, um, a mission to surround myself with mentors who were already where I wanted to be. 
those friends are still in my life. I simply redefined the relationship. They were my friends. They were not my mentors. And by surrounding myself with people, I launched a podcast called The Mentee, where I was literally pressing record on private conversations with my mentors. And it was a few weeks after I launched the show, it was our national sales meeting. And I remember walking into the room, big ballroom, 1,500 chairs. And on the screen was an image of the book, The One Thing, which for those of you who, who aren't familiar, it was written by Gary Keller, who's the chairman of Keller Williams, largest real estate company in the world, franchise company, and his co-author, Jay Papazian. And so Jay, the co-author, walked out on stage. And for the next hour, he blew my mind. I remember sitting in the back row thinking the entire time, how do I get a guy like Jay to be in one of my five? What could I possibly say to him that would make him interest me? What could I give him that would make it worth his time? And when he finished speaking, he got a standing ovation. Yet when everybody sat, I was still standing. It was one of those moments where my mind was telling me to sit, but my heart was telling me to go. And before you know it, I am literally sprinting down the side of the ballroom and I intercepted Jay. And that began a conversation. And what I did not realize was that at the time, the one thing had already become one of the highest rated business books of all time. And this presented a challenge because Gary Keller's one thing is being chairman and CEO of Keller Williams. Jay's one thing is running education for KW and writing books with KW. The challenge was they were missing somebody whose one thing was the one thing. And that became my opportunity. Uh, that, 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 that's a great story. And I... I... I can relate with not, not being fulfilled in, in a position, kind of going back to the beginning of your story. That I think a lot of people can relate, just making a lot of money, just, just not happy, not fulfilled. It's just, it's a drag. It's a drag getting up every day. You're not, not excited and it's a, it's a bad place to be. So, um, yeah. definitely, uh, definitely, um, there's a lot more to it than just, just money, right? I mean, it, there's mm -hmm. just, it's li life is just way too short. You know, there, there are a lot. While, while we're on that topic, you know, be, being fulfilled, just, you know, what, what are some pieces of advice? You've been there, I've been there, you know, the, the, the pieces of advice that you would give to the person that is kind of stuck. You know, either they're have been looking into making that transition, they, they have a job and they're looking to uh, own a business and or, you know, maybe the, uh, the choice wasn't, wasn't theirs. They, they've been furloughed, maybe they lost their job um, and they maybe thought about, um, entrepreneurship, uh, the pain's there, but maybe there's just the pain wasn't strong enough to, to take the first steps. What advice would you give to someone uh, in that situation? Oh gosh, there's so much. The, the first thing goes back to what I'll refer to as reflection. And we see this with people who want to start living the one thing. They think the one thing is about having an answer. What is my one thing? I need to know what my one thing is. I need to be doing my one thing. It's actually more of a question. It's about being the type of person who can ask yourself really big questions, like, what is my purpose? What is the career that I want to have that would leave me on my deathbed going, whoa, that was extraordinary. And recognizing that when you ask big questions like that, very quickly, you're going to hit a wall that I label, I don't know. Ordinary people stop when they hit the wall of, I don't know, and they go and they check their email. But the people who are truly in search of extraordinary, they'll search for answers. And for, for those of you that are in transition, if you're trying to figure out what that next step is for you, I would, I would ask you, if we followed you around with a camera and documented your every move, how much time would we see you investing in asking yourself big questions and searching for the answers so you get clarity? I think the first step is you've actually got to start asking yourself the questions. What is the career I want to have? What is my purpose? Why am I here? And giving yourself the space to genuinely brainstorm on the ideas and think it through. Because that will give you more direction than you can possibly imagine. 
That that that's some really good advice, and I think that's the issue, right? People just don't know where to start, what questions to ask. They, I think they just get overwhelmed to the point where, okay, I'll I'll deal with it next week. I'll think about it. So I think it's a, it's critical to give someone a starting point just to have them think about it. They don't maybe need the answer right away, but something they can start with. Maybe it's, maybe it's just one question. It's it's one starting point. Well, let's go one step further. Just happy. We're talking about rewriting decades of habits. Mm-hmm. Ever since we were kids in school, we were programmed to have the answer, not to search for it. And here we are trying to live a life by design versus a life by default. And we wonder why we don't have the answers. It's because we never developed the mental muscle of asking the question and searching for it. Right. Yep. I, I definitely agree with that. Switching gears a little bit, uh, you know, work, working with business owners uh, of all different sizes, uh, what do you, what do you teach business owners? Uh, so they come to you. So the other part of the audience there, they've made the transition. So they own the franchise or the non-franchise. Sure. They're looking for the next thing. You know, what, what can you help? And, and I guess who, who can you help as far as the size of the company? Uh, sure. as, as far as business owners? Well, the one thing was actually written to the individual. It was written to the person in the cubicles. And it wasn't just written to the professional side of them. It was written to the whole person. Because an extraordinary life is actually not about just a career. The career is to fund an extraordinary life. And so while the book was written for really pretty much anyone, the, the people that we help are the people that are in search of more. It really comes down to your time. I mean, when you think about it, it's our, it's our most valuable resource. The problem people have is they go through their days spending their time, not investing it. And here's a perfect example of this. Giuseppe, think back to your banking days. What's the fr- when, when, when you opened your computer, what was the first thing that you checked? Oh, it was email. By- until until <laughs> yeah. you went to a phone call or a meeting. Yeah. Right. Or meeting. You got out of the meeting, you have five minutes, so you check email. <laughs> and then somebody swings out and says, Hey, do you got a minute? Yeah. And this literally repeats all day long. People react all day long. And then they look up at the end of the day and they genuinely wonder, did I get anything done? Mm-hmm. That's reflective of people spending their time and especially people that are getting into the franchise business because oftentimes you're leading a voluntary army and you're trying to scale this thing and you've got your hands in so many different places. You wear so many different hats. You're trying to have this life where you have freedom and abundance and all these things, yet you feel shackled to the very business that you own. And what it really comes down to is we, we're spending our time and we're not investing it. You invest your time when you are clear on your priorities, the things that matter most, those 20% big rocks that deliver 80% of the results. You focus on those things and you say no to everything else until you earn the right to address them. That's what we teach people how to do. We teach them how to better invest their time so they achieve extraordinary results. I like it. And, and, and it, I guess the question to that is, my uh, entrepreneur journey about 15 years ago. And, and is it that business owners feel no other employee can do as good of a job? Or, you know, what, I guess, what, what is the issue? Why, why are people insisting on uh, the owners checking the email, taking the customer service calls? Uh, is it a, pa- is it a uh, power thing? They, they like to be in control. What, what, what do you, you know, what are the trends? Like, why, why are business owners doing this? Because I hear this day in and day out. 
Sure. I've heard Gary Keller talk about this with in some of his masterminds, which KW is a franchise company. So he has masterminds with the top agents in the world. And I've heard him on so many occasions say, one of your biggest challenges is that what made you a great entrepreneur is that you saw all the things that needed to get done and you were resourceful enough to get them done just well enough that the business started to grow. The mistake that people make is they trick themselves into thinking that they're actually good at it. And most often, they're seeding in spite of themselves, not because of themselves. Hmm. The opportunity is to recognize that if you truly want to be an owner, there's a difference between an owner and an operator. And most business, quote, business owners they might have equity, but they're operators. They're not acting like owners. They're not acting like CEOs. They're not acting like chairman or chairwoman of the board. And it's a journey of moving from I do it, where when I do it, I have a job, to we do it. I bring on a team and now I'm doing it with them and I'm, I'm overseeing it. But understand that when we do it together, I still have a job. The question is, how do we move from I do it to we do it to they do it? Because the moment you move from we to they, you cross this imaginary line called freedom. And the moment you can move from they do it to them feeling like it's theirs, now you go into territory where you're actually building an empire. And that's what Gary has absolutely done is he has an amazing ability to attract world-class talent into his world and give them opportunities where they genuinely feel like it's theirs and they build something that is so big they can have everything they could possibly ever want out of life while being inside his world. I like that. That makes that makes complete uh, complete sense. Changing topics uh, a little bit uh, per, per, right before the call we were just uh, talking about, you know, different areas and we were just talking about some similarities in our business and the idea of uh, making deci- making big decisions, you know, you, some big decisions are, are investing and in buying a home with your partner or house and investing or starting a business. But I, I from my experience in, in 15 years in franchising, noticed that in many cases, uh, I don't have the partner or spouse on the line. I have I have one member and 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 they're basically saying, yeah, they're you know my they're they're on board with it. They're they're okay with it until you get them on, you find, find the complete opposite. So talk, talk a little bit about the important, uh, importance of just, you know, it, it's, not a fu- it's not keeping business and personal separate. You, you need to involve all parts of your family to make sure they're on the, on the, on the same page. Can, can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. I think every business owner would agree that no one succeeds alone. If you're a business owner, you know you do not succeed by doing it by yourself. You have to succeed through others. The challenge is we take, we understand that these are f- simple, timeless truths in business, yet we don't apply them to our personal lives. So many business owners say yes to building the business and they don't actually involve their significant other in the process. And let's be clear, the personality profile of an entrepreneur, they're a vision person, they're big picture, they move fast, they are not detail-oriented, they have a thousand ideas a day, they constantly want to implement new things. What, what you have to realize is if you're that type of person, if you're nodding your head and going, yep, you have to realize that your significant other likely is getting treated like a rag doll. 
just constantly getting whipped around, just trying to keep up with you. And we sometimes wonder why we're so busy building this business and trying to make an impact. And we're doing it because we want to provide for our family. So why the heck is my significant other not in my court? Mm-hmm. It's because we never took them, involved them in the journey to begin with. And this is something my partner Jay for close to 15 years now, once a year, he and his wife, Wendy, get out of their normal environment. They get a babysitter for the kids and they actually set their goals together. They do a couple's goal setting retreat. And it's something they had done for over a decade before when we were building this business. We said, wait a minute. What would it look like if we took timeless business principles for setting goals, for casting a vision, for getting clarity on priorities, for making sure you could have a relationship with those goals, so you could have accountability to those goals? And what would it look like if we did it for couples? And it has become one of the best things that we do because the truth is the moment you actually, you and your plus one are on the same page, it's like you're unstoppable. But people don't even know what it's like because they've never, they've never experienced it. They've normalized the disconnect. Yeah, you, you, you definitely took it to the next level. We, 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 I talk about just ownership, but you, you are right. If your goals uh, are not in line with your partner, with your spouse, you're going to have some issues down the road, especially if, uh, if your goals are kept to yourself. I talk to quite a few people. They say they have big goals every year. They, they jot down four or five, but it's a secret. Well, you, you can't keep that a secret from your, your partner mm-hmm. or spouse. Need to be, no. if, especially if, they, if, if your goal is, is to travel a, a week, a month, and uh, your partner's job may not allow for, that, uh, allow for it or... Whatever the case may be, yes, you, you're going to have you're going to be uh, disappointed. It's going to just cause a you know a whole slew of issues. So yes, I, I think uh, that is a, a good idea. Involve involve your 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 partner, your spouse, and in, in goal setting. What business you want to be in? Because that business there's going to be I call it spillover, right? I mean, it's going to be time where you may have to travel a little bit longer. Put put the extra hours in. Your spouse has to be on board because if you have a family, it may be the spouse that's picking up uh, the additional hours and the drop-offs to soccer and this and that. So uh, it's crucial. I mean, and if you're you're in a business or not, if you just have both jobs, this is critical. So, you know, it it applies to just about everyone. So absolutely, um, great advice. And hopefully we we save marriages in the process (laughs) by by talking about this. So this is, this is really good stuff. Talk us through. So, you know, we talked about who, who you're able to assist and serve. We talked about the book. So someone, you know, how, how does someone um, contact you and, 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 you know, go, the, be, the best way for someone to contact you and the, if you can walk us through the process, if you want to use me in a, as an example or whatever's easier, but what, what can someone expect, you know, when they contact you and, and, and want to together and get, get sure. some assistance? Well, it depends on what they need. Um, the, the first and foremost, I would say the, if you haven't read the book, the one thing, Get it on Amazon or go to our site, theonething.com. And that's with the number one in the URL, the, then the number one thing.com. The title of the book and the podcast are spelled out O-N-E, but the the URL has the number one instead. And if you go on the training page, you're going to see... I mean, there's so many ways that we support people from online training to in-person events like our couples goal setting retreat. We're doing it virtually this year for obvious reasons to corporate training and certification and coaching. So it really just depends on 
where people need need the support. But I would I would say if there was one place you could go, go to the one thing.com slash training and pick something that that seems like it would be of interest to you. Great. And put all that into the uh, into the show notes, all the URLs and all that information. Jeff, what's you know a lot a lot of stuff going on with the with the pandemic in the world. Um, people are in limbo. Either they they have lost their jobs, um, you know, looking for that kind of that next career. You know, we, we talked about advice you would give the, the person in career transition. But you know, in your business and you since you assist all these people, what's what's kind of exciting? What's new? Um, oh. You know, that, that that's going on that you'd like yeah. to share with the audience. The moment that COVID hit, I got a call from Jay and he said a few things to me that are pretty seared into my mind and I, I'm, I'll remember for the rest of my life. He said, first and foremost, your, your GPS, which is what we call our business plan. It's a one-page business plan, super simple. He said, your GPS is dead. I'm divorcing you from all financial commitments you've made this year to the board. Uh, the world has changed. And it's time for you to go figure out where the market is. And he literally said, and this is from Gary, you know, recessions are just another word for exposure. They expose your thinking, they expose your priorities, they expose your values, your money, your relationships. Everything gets exposed in a recession. And there's actually a gift in every shift if you're willing to look for it. And so Jay was asking me, what is the gift in this for us? I was looking at the PL and realizing, holy smokes, 90% of our top line was at stake. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I knew I could do, and this was directly from Gary, was start contacting your customers and build a protective moat around them. And I literally did what, what, what I call the Adele script. I started calling my, our customers and saying, hello, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> and, and what was amazing was by having those conversations... In a matter of days, I figured out a completely new niche that we could serve. And our business has exploded as a result. We are on track to probably double what we did last year as a result of this. So here's the message for people. Whether you are a business owner or whether you're in transition, there is a gift in this shift if you are willing to look for it. The thing that stops us from reinventing ourselves is an attachment to the way things used to be. What we mean by that is we all have a track record of what we used to do, how we used to operate, and there are still so many people that are desperately reaching back into the future and holding on to the way things used to be. When can it just get back to normal? When can my business just get back to the way it used to be? When can we get back to being in person? Versus letting go of that and opening yourself to look forward and asking, what's the business that would put us out of business? How do I build it first? Where is the market going? What is the need that my customers or my ideal customer deeply have? And how might I be able to fill that need? You got to start asking the bigger questions, searching for the bigger answers. And once you've got a sense of direction and clarity, you execute like your life depends on it because it does. And and, and time is a big deal. You can't sit on your hands waiting for other people to do it, right? It's the innovators. It's the people that step in first. Um, absolutely. Right. I, I could not, could not agree with you more. This is definitely the time in, in many cases it's forcing you right to make that shift and say, okay, it's not business as usual. Things will, you know, what is the, instead of saying when things will go back to what's the new normal. And I agree. I, I, you know, in, in franchising, we've, we've kind of changed our approach. You talk to franchise companies and 
but pivoted to virtual, to utilizing mm-hmm. technology and how they go about doing business. Uh, gyms are closed. So how do we, you know, people still have to work out like life goes on. So how do we help those people? How do we get workouts to people at homes and, and serve those people? So yes, it's, you, you do have to be innovative. You can't just, you can't just sit on your hands and wait for others to do it and then just piggyback and cop, uh, copy them. So, right. uh, and, yeah. and, and here's the thing. You have to recognize where this advice is coming from. This is directly from Gary, which, mm-hmm. you know, he started Keller Williams in 1983, franchise company. Every single recession that he went into, he came out with more market share. Never once did it weaken the company. It helped the company explode. And this is the mindset. There is a gift in the shift. And the moment that you can make sure that you've stopped the bleeding and that you are in, that you can survive, you immediately need to double down on the things that you can do that will allow you to take exponential market share and start executing on those relentlessly. Great, great advice. And, and that's, and uh, we, we talk about not every franchise is built the same. So kind of like Williams, uh, finding those uh, particular companies that have that, that, leadership because it doesn't exist with every company. So mm-hmm. awesome advice. I, I cannot agree more. And I hope everyone listens to this show twice because a lot of good uh, words of wisdom. We will uh, you know, put the uh, link up there on the site for both your uh, The One Thing podcast, uh, for the book. Uh, anything else you'd like to share, Jeff, on today's show or, or, or share with the, uh, with the audience? Here's what I'd say. If you have a significant other, I would strongly suggest to you that if you and your plus one are not on the same page, this arguably may be your one thing. Getting on the same page with them. Co-authoring a vision for the future. And it's not that your goals have to be the same or that you even agree. It's about having an understanding of what's important to the other person so that you can start supporting one another through the upcoming year. Um, I, would, I would strongly encourage you to check out the, the retreat that we're facilitating virtually this year. And the URL for that is theonething.com slash set my goals. And for those of you, if you're, if you're in the franchise space and you're going, all right, I, I know what it feels like to lead a voluntary army. And I would love to have a way to bring more clarity and priority to, to the team. Check out the training page. Check out the corporate training options that we do because we, we do it really, really well anywhere from small companies of five people to the Fortune 50. And it absolutely scales. Sounds great. We'll add that all to the show notes. Jeff, it's been a pleasure. Jeff from The One Thing. I uh, had a great time, learned, learned a lot, and uh, look forward to, uh, to hopefully another show. This has been great. I appreciate it, Giuseppe. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways Giuseppe can help. One, if you've ever considered owning a business of any kind, you owe it to yourself to get a copy of Giuseppe's book, Franchise Freedom. Download your free copy at ggthefranchiseguide.com book. Two, want to understand how successful executives make the transition from corporate to owning their own franchise? Join Giuseppe's next online presentation, Franchise Freedom, How to Escape the Corporate World and Have Financial and Time Freedom by Owning a Franchise by going to ggthefranchiseguide.com video. Three, want to work with Giuseppe one-on-one to identify the right franchise opportunity for you to navigate the process and get plugged into experienced franchising advisors? Send him an email to gg at ggthefranchiseguide.com with one-on-one in the subject, and he'll send you all the details.